welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going again back to the basics of D&D and talking about retainers, mercenaries, and specialists. As you know, no mortal can outrun a Red Cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. One of the things that has been lost on modern gaming that was a major part of the older games was going into town, finding some willing individuals and hiring them to help you out with various things. These hires were good for hauling extra treasure out of the dungeon, carrying a torch and keeping things lit, saving the players a whole bunch of really valuable time and resources to get other things done, being a meat shield when required, and being an easily explained replacement character when your main character met his unfortunate end. As D&D and other games have moved away from the world being an equal main character in the story to the actual player characters being the main thing and the world becoming more of a backdrop, you had the player characters becoming more and more complex and people didn't want to run multiple characters. It was a lot to keep track of just one and doing it for multiple characters seemed like extra busy work. So in today's episode, I want to talk about some of the rules for having hirelings and keeping them around and some reasons why you may want to try it in the older school games. So first up, there are three main different types of hires you can do in BX or old school essentials. The first that we'll talk about is retainers. Retainers are people that you hire to come into the dungeons with you. They are going to adventure with you, fight alongside of you, and in return, you're going to give them a share of the treasure. Hiring retainers brings in reaction roles and loyalty checks, uh, makes charisma an important statistic and not just a dump stat. Players who have 10 charisma could have up to four retainers, and each of those retainers would have a loyalty score of seven. The way that the loyalty score works is that it's kind of like a, mor- uh, a morale check on monsters. If the DM feels that you've been putting your retainer into harm's way or after a very difficult adventure, the DM can roll 2d6, and if that roll comes out higher than the loyalty score, the retainer will either flee or refuse to work with the party any longer. That loyalty score can be adjusted. Um, so if you were extremely generous and gave more than a fair share of the of the uh, treasure to that to that um, retainer, then maybe their loyalty score will go up. If you were constantly throwing them in, in dangerous paths, that loyalty score may decrease. And if you take a whole bunch of retainers with you and like half of them die and don't come back, uh, then you know the others' loyalty scores might go down because they see you as a as a dangerous group to to hang out with. After you've had um, retainers, your next most popular and useful group, I think, is the specialists. The specialists are kind of like tradesmen. Uh, They're hired to do a specific task, like a blacksmith or a potion maker or a spy. Um, Hiring a specialist is kind of like taking a, getting a lawyer and putting a lawyer on retainer. You pay a monthly fee to be able to use their services at any time. And the advantage of using their services rather than doing it yourself, if you're able to, is that you can do it. They can generally do it faster than you can. They'll do it for less money. Uh, there's always going to be a guaranteed success. In some cases, if you are going to do the same task like making a potion, there's a built-in failure rate uh, that doesn't exist with retainers. And most importantly, it frees you up to go off and jump into more dungeons or have more adventures while back in town or back at a stronghold, your specialist is doing these work. So it's it's very cool to have a specialist. 
especially things like spy networks, potion makers, somebody that you can go back to and, and get your armor replaced. Um, it's, it's a really kind of cool way of fleshing out the town and keeping the town um, important to your players. Mercenaries are the third group, and generally they come in you know, either a small or a large group. You never usually get one merc. You're getting several. And these are people that you hire to patrol and secure an area. So let's say uh, you were going to be leaving a town to go off on an adventure, but that town has all your specialists in it and you've grown attached to it. Maybe you would hire a group of mercs to protect that town while you're away to keep any enemies that might be coming in uh, away from it. Or maybe you are trying to secure a plot of land so you could build your stronghold. You could have the mercenaries go and patrol that land after you've cleared out any monsters and they will keep the monsters at bay. So they act as a pseudo-military force for you, uh, securing or patrolling an area. The um, mercs don't go on adventures with player characters, uh, so you can't take these guys and jump into a dungeon. However, if you've got a game night um, and not all your players show up, having a mercenary group out on a patrol is a good way to... You could slide that in as your game session. If, you know, if you're missing two key members of your party, instead... Grab a couple of character sheets that are the mercenaries and role play out a patrol that they're doing. They do have um, a morale rating that takes place in combat that's very similar, if not exactly the same, as a monster morale rating. And there's no link to between charisma, uh, same as there was no link between charisma for specialists either. Um, all the mercs care about is coin. So as long as you pay them, they're there, uh, unless the morale rating fails. Hiring people in uh, your world is a great way to splash a little bit of gold around. So we're always talking about how players have too much gold. Uh, getting uh, that gold out of their hands and into the hands of the community uh, may really impact how that world and how that community works. It gets you some really awesome roleplay time with NPCs. Sometimes it may be difficult to get characters to interact with a, with a storekeep. Um, maybe they treat them more like a menu than a, than a character. Um, but this is a way to interact that in that NPC player relationship a little bit more. It's a good way for a GM to drip out information without it feeling forced. So if the players are already, you know, talking with specialists or uh, hirelings like retainers or mercs, if they're, if they're interacting with them and, and they're all part of the world, you can make that information drip a little bit more natural. They can open up fantastic plots uh, like, hey, your favorite retainer or specialist just got captured. You can give out uh, options for them to be the backup characters, which I think is awesome because sometimes people will create a backup character or they will, you know, roll up a new one after they die. And it can feel awkward bringing that character into the story uh, if there was no, no reason for them to be there. But if you roll up a backup character being one of these people that you've hired in the past, there's already some level of familiarity and there's a reason for them to exist in the story. If you're looking for a really good place to grab a bunch of NPCs for retainers, uh, Old School Essentials on their website has a retainer generator that's available for free. Uh, there's also a few books on DriveThruRPG. Uh, the OSE Rogue, Rogues Gallery is really good. And Donjon also has generators as well. That's really good. Um, I would take a look at the Magic Shop generator from Donjon or things like Specialists. That could be really cool. 
So, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Redcast podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and are eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice, and if there is an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you, so if you head over to anchor.fm slash theredcaps, you can leave me a voicemail, or say hi on Twitter and Facebook at theredcapsnet. We have a Discord server if you'd like to get some games in. The description for that will be in the episode notes below. Remember, never let your caps dry out. Have fun, and we'll talk again soon. Take care.